everybody. It's a very special episode. It is episode 10 of the Undisputed Future podcast. I am CD Danny Mac. Thank you for joining us once again for Hitting Double Digits. I am with my man who's been through nine of all of these, Nikki Six, once again. Hi. Hey everyone, back again. We have a incredible road post takeover Chicago. Nick, a uh, a shocking turn of events. It's a fantastic episode. End. Such a good episode. Okay, Woo. we're going to be using this. Ad- okay, let's just get this out in the open right now. We're going to be using this adjective a lot. It's going to be a hard hitting because that's yeah. exactly what every single oh match on this episode of NXT every. was. If we repeat ourselves from now on, just know that we're clearing it up right now. It was a hard-hitting episode of NXT. No one was pulling their punches. Absolutely nobody. We saw a tough UK division. We saw a incredible tag team match made event. But first, not only hard-hitting in the ring, Nick, but hard-hitting, hard-hitting on them heart in strings. the soul and the heartstrings oh. of the NXT universe. Tommaso Ciampa coming out. Not just with an injury, but with a lot to say about why. D I Y Tommaso he did he betray Johnny Gargano another but, Wow, what a reason. What a reason. That man went from grasping straws to having the straw- whole thing just planned. Gresman Strauss meaning that nobody felt comfortable booing him because of how much we respect DIY. It was about half and half in the beginning. I, I honestly don't think he knew what he was doing in the beginning either. He was just completely just going for it. He didn't know what to do at that point, so he attacked his own teammate. So it makes him the psycho killer. You can tag yourself. You're going you're gonna to put yourself on the team with a guy known as the psycho killer. You're kind of asking to be burned. You think he'd opinion. do that to his best friend? You He's know what? psycho. He did it. And you know what? He did it, it shocked the world. He did it, it shocked the world, but he had a very, and I quote, a very damn good reason he is not a damn afterthought. I've been a big fan of Tommaso Ciampa, despite how much the TakeOver Chicago ending got me pulling for Johnny Gargano more than I have in my fandom. I agree with him, to a certain extent, because it is not okay the way people were just quick on the jump to like, oh, this person can take his place, this person can take it, no one can take Tommaso Ciampa's place. Tommaso Ciampa, again, reported at a live event that he was injured, an ankle injury, knee injury. I believe it's major knee surgery yeah, he now. he needs to go for major knee surgery. Major knee surgery for this Tommaso Ciampa. But so there was a lot of speculation deal. amongst the NXT universe. I had been praying and hoping that, no, this was Authors of Pain versus DIY in a ladder match. This was my most anticipated match of the evening. It was my match of the night candidate. And people were just saying, oh, what if Scott Dawson comes back to NXT to form an unholy really? alliance? I read this. Are you kidding me? That was one match. That was a one-time thing. Dash Wilder is just getting healthy. The top guys are on Raw doing top guy stuff. I feel like that that's, insults that's, the fans' intelligence. It's where they belong, too. <laughs> it's absolutely where they belong. Top Cannot show. wait for the no-flips, just-fist rivalry against the Raw Tag Team Champions, the Hardys. But oh that's, my God. that's post-extreme that's... rules. That's when a healthy Dash Wilder comes back. But a not-so-healthy Tommaso Ciampa getting incredibly infuriated by the just the speculation going on on social media about who can replace him. Nobody can replace a guy who hits as hard, especially knowing what they were going into at Chicago. We yeah, first saw, again, the weaknesses injured. in the Authors of Pain going against DIY. Yeah, there is no kinks in their armor. Like, they are untouchable when it comes to the tag team performance. The Authors of Pain are tag team purists in the sense that they are just power. P- 
pure power. And they have one of the best, like, shot callers of all time in Paul Ellering. They're going to ride that wave all the way. They rode it right through DIY to Maso Champa with an impassioned, a burning fire, saying he cannot be replaced. He damn. is not a damn afterthought. And Nick, how did he close this one? Oh my god, one of the best calls I've ever heard. I am professional wrestling, whether you like it or not. Yes, Tommaso yes, Ciampa taking a page out of his former tag team partner and best friend's playbook, Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano. No medical no update on Johnny Gargano yet, but He's again... No, like, advance at all. He hasn't said anything to anybody. Absolute since. silence since this brutal attack at Chicago. As soon as we know something, you'll know something. But Tommaso Ciampa, again, major knee surgery, going to be out a number of months. But when he comes back, he is going to be the baddest SOB in NXT. Cannot wait to see how the psycho comes out in Tommaso Ciampa. So intense. Pressing right on. Danny Birch. We got a little insight into Danny Birch. Danny Birch, getting a little bit more background on him since the United Kingdom Championship Tournament. He would have a match with Pete Dunne, the Bruiserweight, the new UK champion later tonight. Real good insight into Danny Birch. It's It projected the exact personality I thought it would. He's a very straight-ahead guy. He just goes out there and he wants to he win. No nonsense. It all in line every time he gets in there. It's, it's good to have an old-school brawler like him on the NXT roster. NXT and UK roster again. UK still, roster. still waiting on that weekly show, but we get the treat of talking about United Kingdom Championship action. Pete Dunne, the new United Kingdom champion, versus Danny Birch. And Nick, if there's one thing we mentioned earlier, it was hard hitting, and the United Kingdom Championship division has done nothing but personify that so far. Another great match coming out of these two. Honestly, I was I was expecting. A good match, but not nearly as Danny Burch got a lot of time to shine. Ooh, he got to shine as the veteran, which is exactly what he is in that division right now. Because there's a lot of young guys in that division, let's be honest. And Danny Burch... The last champion was 20 years old. Danny Burch getting to shine as the ring veteran that he is, is it's really cool. Very I important like role to, to have in that division. Yeah. Absolutely correct there, Ray. Straight ahead guy taking it to the United Kingdom champion. We saw hard hitting right hands. We saw suplexes from every direction. And uh, Danny Birch putting on another impressive performance on NXT. But it's your guy, the new United Kingdom champion, Pete Dunne, spelling out the bitter end for Danny Birch. He has the meanest cheap shot in the entire industry. I'm going to go out there and say that. That vicious right forearm? Is that what you're referring to? God. Just the meanest cheap shot. Whenever. Your back is turned, or you're talking to the ref, just out of nowhere, just woo! A battle of two strikers here tonight between Birch and Dunn. Birch, Birch, I feel, was a little bit more heavy on his hitting, but Pete Dunn with some amazing grapples. The guys, back and forth the guys so like on the suplex machine. It was trying to, like, who could be meaner? It's a common pattern in this UK division from what I've seen for these two especially. <laughs> just, Danny Burch, a tough harder, guy. Really? That's really Pete Dunne, we've seen his star, we've seen his facial expressions, we've seen the kind of I know I'm going to hurt you mentality he brings to the ring and he definitely Honestly, addressed that. these guys that. really are, like every time one of the UK competitors gets in the ring, they really are trying to shine. They are showing exactly why they deserve their own spot on the WWE Network. They are giving us the, like exactly what we need, a reason to watch 
that show. We've had a tournament. We've had a few showings on NXT. We've had one... We're a bunch of showings on NXT at we, this point. Yeah. We've at had this point, new, it's almost uh, a weekly occurrence. We've had the Norwich event a couple weeks ago on Friday before NXT TakeOver Chicago, but just the anticipation build for the UK Championship has me on the edge of my seat. I feel like there's going to be a lot going on in the UK division at this point. We can call it the UK division at at the whole Derby Festival and the whole NXT. Yeah, I think we'll get a few recordings from there. When as they well, go I overseas, think, uh, I feel like we're going to get a lot out of that from the UK. And I feel like, if anything, maybe that's where the UK show will start. UK division, Neville and Jack Gallagher being brought into that mix as well. That's going to be... A- we brought that up a few episodes ago, I'm pretty sure. is are, are they going to bring over Jack Gallagher... From 205 Live, and are they going to bring Neville with them, too? I think Jack and Neville are both versatile enough guys where they can they can work the outside events. I don't know if we'll see them on a televised weekly show. Maybe Jack or Neville does a special appearance here and there. I don't think they're permanent parts of the division. Yeah, not, 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 not yet. I mean, it'd be nice to see, but at the same time, it's not, all, it's not all that necessary. They have a lot of big names coming in from the UK, and they have a lot of heavy hitters. Lots to look forward to in the UK division, but Pete Dunne, the... United Kingdom champion looking very good against Danny Birch. Another guy who uh, wanted to look very good but apparently wasn't finding the right ambiance was the Velveteen Dream. <laughs> Try- Kayla oh. Braxton trying to get a promo with the Velveteen Dream. but uh, Trying to get now, some Nick, words with him. I know this word has been retired from women's wrestling and I'm going to have to drop the D-bomb. He was being a diva. I, don't, I, I disagree. I disagree entirely. It was sassy. Yes. Absolutely. You don't think that was a little over the top? I don't think it was over the top at all. I think it was on point with the Velveteen Dream. That's exactly what he is. A guy demanding different lighting than uh, than anybody else would interview in. That's not That's a little... That's right. He is the Velveteen Dream, and he deserves a proper ambiance. If he's going to be interviewed, he needs the proper ambiance. We could talk about what kind of ambiance the Velveteen Dream needs all day. The point is what he does in the ring. He's had a successful debut. Whether he wants to say something or not, that's entirely up to him. When his interview standards are met, I'm sure he'll have a lot to say. But the somebody... next time we see him, he's going to have the right standards, though. There's going to be some some really cool lighting. and Have some, some plushy chairs or something like that. That'd be cool. Some sort of a little dream cloud. Ooh. Ooh. I cloud like nine. Velveteen dream on cloud nine with you. NXT like has not goes. had some sort of talk show hosted by a superstar. That would be really cool. That'd be, that'd be cool. I'd like to see the Velveteen Dream hosting something. I think if that takes that'd off, a, that might be an interesting direction to go. A uh, superstar hosted talk show on NXT to coincide with all the contract signings and those sort of segments. But one segment we did not get tonight, Nick. I know you were disappointed. We did not get the glorious celebration. <sighs> Post takeover Chicago. It was slightly disappointing, but at the same time, extremely well executed. The way he delivered that, like, oh, I'm not going to be there speech. <laughs> I'm sorry, there is a glorious Super celebration, but uh, we're not allowed we're not to see. We're not invited. We were not invited. I well, think you guys to... weren't invited. Us at the Undisputed Future podcast, we were invited. We yeah, just couldn't make it. Sorry. Showed up late. My suit was only $2,500, and they kicked me out. It was it was just a whole big thing. Um, they They... they they were not happy. Nick ripped his pants. It was ugly. Uh, I did, well, you can try to throw me out of the party. Swinging at rude security guards. Anyway, glorious celebration not happening it's live on NXT TV. We will see the glorious one next week, according to him. But one thing we did see, Nick, let's just change gears real quick. We heard another new NXT theme song. 
Yeah, we did. Harder hitting metal. <laughs> it uh, was it was a little harder. I liked it. I thought it was uh, a nice. I thought it fit well with the new era. Resistance of NXT. by Powerflow off the self-titled album Powerflow. Good right. choice. Uh, I liked it. I, I thought it was good. I, I thought it if like I said, I, I think it fits well with the current roster. I did have. like the new the new entrance video. The new entrance video was fantastic. Yeah, I absolutely. think it included uh it included I mean, Tomasa no Champa I mean, by himself, I thought it was very important. We, a we little bit more presence of sanity, a few more shots of Bobby Roode as the champion. You know, a lot of that from the NXT uh, developmental group that are putting together these packages. I love what they do. Following the NXT evolution and even the aesthetic ways, not just the in-ring presence. That's why we're here. But going back to the in-ring presence, nobody has the in-ring presence quite like the tag team champions right now. Mm-hmm. The Book of Pain has been closed and the Book of Devastation has been opened. Can the Authors of Pain be stopped or be even more scarier with Paul Elring by their side? They are a terrifying tag team, but Paul Ellering is just... He's the, the man's type a supervillain. I'll say it every single week. We see him on TV in some fashion. The man is an evil genius. He's exactly what supervillains are made of. Are we ever going to see another team on NXT that's quite as powerful as much like, as the presence that To have bring? a dominant streak with those titles since the Ascension, again, we've been comparing them back and forth, but... These guys cannot be stopped. The long-awaited monster gimmick in the tag team division has been met with these two guys. We're still yet to see competition. We discussed it last episode about Heavy Machinery possibly stepping up in the tag team division. But it's just, it's wide open in the tag team division right now. It's very exciting to have a little fun with it because the disappearance of DIY, where does that leave a top eight in these tag teams? The tag team division on NXT absolutely nearly barren. It went from being... Shock full of tag teams to now like we're grasping the days of American Alpha and Revival. All these guys are being called up. The is breaking up in heartbreaking fashions. What team is going to be able to stay together long enough and step up to the plate to take on the Authors of Pain? We don't know, but we what we do know is that Andrade Cien Almas took on Cesar Bonani. Cesar Bonani, if you remember. Big boxy, boxer with a jiu-jitsu background who took on Aleister Black and was one of his more formidable opponents of the one of the only people seen. to put on an actual like match with Aleister. It was definitely him and Kurt Hawkins taking it mostly to yeah, Aleister Black. Uh, Cesar not a slouch either. Andrade coming out swinging, but coming mm. out with disrespect. Disrespect has been the name of CN's game for a long time. We've seen this party boy attitude, this nonchalance to his losses. Yeah, but at the same it's time, costing this today we got a vicious side of Andrade San Almas, and I loved it. It was ruthless. He was on top of him, beating him at every chance he can get. We'll go back to the third reference of hard hitting. Those shots echoing through full sail, the slaps to Cesar's chest, knees, the punches, elbows, the forearms. forearms. He hit him with everything. Andrade throwing everything at Cesar. Talk about welcome to NXT. Welcome. But welcome Cesar in a huge way. He came out with a victory over the cocky Andrade Cien Almas. I'll say it again. It leads back to the disrespect. What a huge win for Cesar Bonani. Like, let's not undersell this. That is, like, the fact here is that Andrade Cien Almas is a huge name. 
And he's not just known in NXT. He's known worldwide. The man is a big name. World-traveled luchador veteran. Andrade, we've seen him. We know his accolades. waiting for him to show up on the main roster at this point. He can't piece together wins in NXT. What are you talking about main roster? The guy took too long. He did his running. Instead of delivering the running knees, Nick, he delivered his running slap. Cesar did not take too kindly to He hit the running knees in the beginning. And then he almost... Then he swung back. He could have hit him with it again. He chose to slap the guy in the face. This huge man with a background in jiu-jitsu, he took too long to suplex the guy. Cesar rolled him up, and a one, two, three seconds later, Andrade has lost to a guy who we've seen very little of on NXT, and we've seen Andrade be a big talent and a huge draw at TakeOver events. What does that say about the mindset of Almas right now? It's non-existent. I'm not saying that, you know, he shouldn't be taking that loss extremely seriously, which it didn't seem like he did. He seemed like he brushed it off immediately, which is even worse. That's his problem. And That's I'm not problem. I'm not I'm not trying to advocate for him in any way, shape, or form, but the man came out today and he put on a hell of a match. Not gonna dispute the quality of the match. Both and sides delivered I mean I don't Cesar know if they've worked together in the past, but I saw a very good match between those two. Such a good match. Surprising win and for Cesar Bonani. Cesar Bonani pulled out an impressive win. I, I truly... I don't know if that had anything to do with a lack of effort on Andrade Cien Almas' side. I truly think that that was just a matter of Cesar Bonani's size coming to fruition. It's like if Andrade Cien Almas tried to do it to Big Cass. Just weight and power. You see the size of Banani? The way he shifted like, and rolled him up. He barely got... Yeah, he and, shifted. And very impressive. Very it was, it, ring savvy. It was very ring savvy, but at the same time, he used his weight to his advantage. And the, the length of his legs, he used that all to his advantage. And that's how he picked up the victory. It's not just on Andrade Cien Almas. Like, I, I think he was going to close out that match right there. And he truly thought he was going to win. But sometimes, like, your opponent just has the quicker thought. All it takes is three seconds. But let's go back to Andrade's attitude after the loss. Nick, the one thing that we love as NXT fans, we love that competitive spirit. We love that drive to win. We love the you know the chase for the championships. Andrade is showing such, again, nonchalance and just a poor attitude towards his losing streak. Well, I mean, what that, is the guy thinking? I, I, the crowd is booing that in and of itself. Not, not at first. At first, he freaked out. He starts freaking out, kicking the bottom of the rope and... Smacking things around, and and then out of nowhere, he's fine. He's walking up the ramp. He's fine. What was going on there? He snapped and then thought about what kind of club he's going to hit later in Miami or Orlando, wherever the hell the guy's been traveling in his SUVs full of beautiful women. The guy is just again that freakout was that showed how much he cares about the surprise of the loss, but not the loss itself. I think it was just a shock about the competitor who beat him. I don't think it was about the loss itself. I think the guy would have went out and partied no matter what the hell he's doing. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it, it's not going to change until someone calls him out on it. I can't wait to see who that is. I think it's going to be Aleister Black. I think Aleister Black has the chance they've to done, kick yeah, him into shape again. I don't know. They've done their dance. and Debut matchup, that's true. I don't know how backwards they're going to go on that. Yeah, I don't see them going backwards at all with uh, Aleister Black. I really don't. And Andrade Cien Almas is... Is a big name, but still not not big enough to go backwards. For if he could string a couple wins together, he can return to the. I mean, the status that we knew him as as a talent getting signed to NXT. Shifting gears just a little bit, Nick, we saw a uh, a woman's segment with 
The iconic duo. The iconic duo running I into... I love them. They're so gorgeous. Both of them. They're just so pretty. Every but time that shrieking gotta... noise. Oh. That, that noise that, you know, when they talk and when they put they... camera up and when they shout for cameras to be shut off. Like, when... They run into Ember Moon. They need to talk less. Ember Moon in the performance center. Ember Moon with no sling. No swing. And uh, I believe, if I heard this correctly, and I know I did, I was just a rhetorical question there. She signed her medical release papers. Yes, she did. Competition coming up soon, I'm sure, for the mythical warrior Ember Moon. See you soon, ladies. (laughs) What do you think? We think you get a rematch for uh, for Billy Kay trying to get one over on the uh, the Eclipse again? I don't think Billy Kay's coming in yet. I think it's going to be Peyton Royce versus Peyton Royce versus versus, uh, Ember Moon. That'll be the first one, and then then we'll get Billy Kay. Regardless, uh, neither of the iconic duo taking it very well the fact that Ember Moon will be returning to competition soon. Medical release papers have been signed. In the women's division, a future match announced in two weeks? Two weeks' time. Elimination, triple threat, NXT, TakeOver Chicago. I'm going to call that a rematch. rematch. Rematch with a different stipulation. This will be an elimination match. Asuka really going in on the toe-to-toe aspect of this, needing to pin or submit two ladies in Nikki Cross and Ruby Riot. Does I this know increase where the chance? What what what's with the urgency for title matches for the women's division out of nowhere? Do you think Asuka's demanding the competition? Do you think Asuka's hurt? I hope not. Yeah, like that's where my mind went immediately. Is is someone hurt? One thing I do need to address about Asuka though, it was not Maybe Asuka's not hurt. Maybe someone on the main roster's hurt and they need to bring Asuka up. 390 days, rather, as champion. As I said last week on the Chicago special, it has been over 300 and, I believe, 320 days at this point as champion. 390 days as an undefeated competitor in Asuka, so I just need to correct myself there. About the Empress of Tomorrow, but she did officially break Goldberg's record recently. I'll say it once, I'll say it a thousand times. Congratulations to her on that point. But, again, a triple threat match in two weeks. Chicago rematch. Nikki Cross... Ruby Riot versus Asuka for the NXT Women's Championship. Huge match. But another big match that we are going to get next week, Hideo Itami takes on Oni Lorcan. We also got to see Hideo Itami saying he was sorry to Cassius Ono for his uh, minor meltdown yes, back at uh, TakeOver. A backstage dispute breaking out after Hideo Itami's loss. Hideo was hot after his loss to the NXT champion Bobby Roode. Flipped out on the boys in the back. And uh, judging by the beeps and Funaki's face, I believe Hideo <laughs> was cursing. Looked, he looked so appalled. He was, he like, was oh cursing my God. very heavily in Japanese and uh, Cassius Ono trying to calm him down a little bit. But we saw those two in the parking lot. Sure a reconciliation of sorts. Uh, Funaki was like, that lacked honor. That whole thing lacked honor. A little disappointment in, uh, in Hideo Itami there by Funaki. But speaking of Cassius Ono, in the main event tonight, Nick, he teamed with Roderick Strong to take on the fight to sanity in Eric Young and Alexander Wolf. What a main event tag what team match. What an insanely strong freaking showing from the two of them. That was pun intended. Team 10. Team 10 as we deem them around NXT TakeOver Orlando. Uh, very much piecing it together ever since Ty left. And just I'm like po- we were hoping for around them, we, we were hoping for them to take what Ty had built and go forward with that, and that's exactly what the we're mission seeing. does not end with Ty Dillinger. I said it on episode one; it remains true. Episode ten: Cassius Ono, Roderick Strong, and, and guess what? After another victory for Roderick Strong, 
Victory for Roderick Strong and Cassius Ono. No Way Jose taking it to... No Way Jose. No Way Jose taking it to Killian Dane. Can't wait. Oh my god, I can't wait for that to the actually three be The Three-man alliance coming back. Cassius Ono, Roderick Strong, No Way Jose taking it to Sanity's Eric Young, Alexander Wolf, and Killian Dane. So I got a big question for you that I got written down here that I, I, I need to ask you, Dan. Let's do I it. really need to know. Do you think that we are going to get another three-on-three scenario at TakeOver Brooklyn? Or do you think we're going to get three separate matches? And if so, who do you think is going to be taking on who in those three separate matches? I think we are getting a three-on-three scenario eventually. I think over the next few weeks in NXT, I see No Way Jose going one-on-one with Killian Dane. There seems to be some bad blood there. I think I see Eric Young trying to step up to Cassius Ono. And I would like to see how Alexander Wolf and Roderick Strong compete because I think Alexander Wolf is the most underrated member of Sanity. Absolutely, the He's guy has fantastic. the guy has a lot of presence. <laughs> a to lot of charisma. He lives He's the got character. A lot of charisma. A lot of charisma, and we saw that wind up hardcore dancing European uppercut <laughs> during the that, tag that team match. Really that cool. really took me by surprise. That was one thing I became a big fan of. It's a great tag team. Move. So I'd like to see a few of those single matches pair up and then lead up to a three on three scenario at the next takeover. I, just to answer my own question, I th- I personally would like the actual, I'd like the latter. I'd like to see three separate matches, and I would like to see um, actually a very similar pairing in the sense that I would like to see, well, I, I wouldn't like three matches, actually. I'd like two. I'd like a heavy emphasis on the fact that Cassius Ono and No Way Jose go on to face Sanity in Alexander Wolf and Killian Dane, because I feel like those two could have a really strong presence in the tag team division. And the only reason that they don't yet is because of the Authors of Pain. Don't think that that means that they should be underutilized, which is exactly what's happening right now. I think the better tag team part of Sanity, I agree with you though, Alexander Wolfe and Killian Dane being driven by the orders of Eric Young, I think that works best in a tag team scenario for Sanity. You just gave me an idea for another team though. Oh no way, Jose. Oh, no way, Jose. I like that. That, That's clever. But um, I don't see either one of those two guys going for a full-time run in the tag team. They're too... Not that they can't do it. It's just that they're two big names. Not necessarily being a permanent team, but I do I do like this alliance. Like again, we said, on again, off again, like we said the, remnants, the remnants of Team 10, the mission not ending with Ty Dillinger, it's still going on to these three guys. I think that's a very important... It's a very important story for the fight against Sanity. Cannot wait to see how it continues. Again, welcome back and happy birthday to Noe Jose, who won yeah, some birthday, birthday love Jose. appreciation... From, from the, the podcast, podcast on Twitter did not be that coming, so and thank not you the to only that guy. one. I you know, I gotta I gotta give it up. You know, I mean, I I try to put in as much as I possibly can on the social media accounts, and it's mainly the Instagram. I I do some of the Instagram, but I gotta give it up. Dan does an amazing job. He does. I, mean, I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with it, but he he live tweets Monday Night Raw. Uh, Tuesday Night Smackdown, he live-tweets the hell out of them. I won't live-tweet NXT, though, because this yeah, is a spoiler-free zone. We, no tapings, no we, spoilers, we right no live-tweets for that. We go right from the watching it to the taping floor, so we there's no time for live-tweeting. We, If you guys want, we can do um, immediate reactions 
on the Facebook. That's up to you guys. Give us your input there. If you want, we could do live reactions to uh, the matches and things of that nature from NXT, and we'll, we'll put them on the Facebook. But um, that's up to you guys. Let us know how you feel about that. Put in some regular uh, back and forth that we demonstrate yeah, while watching little, NXT. That, that'll be an interesting scenario. While the show's going on, if you guys want, you know? But well, you lot, guys let us know if you guys want to actually see our faces. We know that's a lot to deal with sometimes. A lot of stuff brewing in the NXT universe. This post-Chicago story seems to be building. Cannot wait to see where it goes. We're on the road to NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3. Double digits, guys. Thank you so much. If you've been following the social media, like Nick. Completely. Oh, and uh, I don't know if we said this, but Roddy Strong and Cassius Sono. They won. Oh, yeah. Did we get to... <laughs> we got so in-depth on how so... <laughs> they would work together, we forgot to mention... We forgot to mention the actual match. Uh, amazing match by Young Wolf uh, and uh, Roderick Strong and Cassius Ono. But uh, as, I think as I hard as ma- they tried, Roderick Strong and Cassius Ono pulled out the big win with the surprise entrant of No Way Jose. Big win again for Team 10, pushing on through. But, again, like Dan said... Yes, I think the verdict, episode was, 10, the verdict was that. Did it. I think we did. We might have mentioned that for a split second. We got very in yeah, depth on I all these guys as characters. Cement it. This has been episode ten, undisputed future podcast. The post Chicago road looks very good so far. Yeah, Cannot we are to see. so excited to see what comes next. Because honestly, it's got us on the edge of our seats. So we, we'd love to know how you guys feel about it. If you guys are, you know, enjoying the new breed of NXT, let us know at the, on the Twitter, on the Facebook. At Undisputed Future Podcast. No, at podcast. At podcast. Underscore UF. Underscore. At Undisputed Future Podcast. I'm so Nick, bad with this, ladies and gentlemen. It's so and bad. And at Undisputed Future Podcast, I believe Facebook.com backslash Undisputed Future Podcast is the direct URL. If you haven't liked that yet, please do. I think that might be the, uh, ironically, the not-so-strong game of my social media. But again, the Twitter's going... Every NXT veteran appearance on Monday Night Raw, on SmackDown Live, I'm trying to talk about it. Got a bunch of retweets from Mauro Ronaldo because this guy's awesome. Mauro Ronaldo, one of my inspirations, a big thank you to him for be- making me part of Retweet City as he phrased it. Again, episode awesome. 10. Guys, I love to be doing this. I know it's going on a little bit long, but this is our 10th episode. Who the hell cares? I am just so excited to have this opportunity. Thank you for the exposure on the SoundCloud. I believe every single episode has reached double digits so far. Which is awesome. Thank you again, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for following every single bit of social media we might have. I think uh, if you started drinking every single time it says social media, this this episode, uh, we're a little Probably bit over be on that. But we're plugging every single thing that we can. iTunes is coming. I know the exact tutorial. It's It's up. It's saved on my computer. It's just a matter of finding time. I'm coming back from being sick, but could not be happier to discuss NXT. Once again, CD Danny Mac, Nikki Six. Always here with you. For the Undisputed Future Podcast, Episode 10. Thank you very much, and uh, enjoy the music again.